Hey, and welcome back to Giovanni Andrelli's Movies and More, where I talk about movies and more. All right, everyone, welcome back to the show. Today, I'm going to talk about a very legendary saga of films, and one that is very near and dear to my heart, and that is, of course, the Fast and Furious saga. This movie, or moreover, this series of movies, is absolutely legendary. I mean, if you've never heard of Fast and Furious, you've probably been living under a rock for for years. Uh, I would normally summarize the movie in question that I'm reviewing, but since there's so many, I'm going to forego that. And I mean, you know what I'm talking about. Like, no one's confused. Wait, no. Now, is this the version from the, the 40s or whatever it is, which does exist. I'm not making that up. Um, there is a movie of the same name, uh, The Fast and the Furious, and it is from the um, I'm pretty sure it's the 40s. I feel like I should have done this before I started the episode, but I didn't intend to talk about it. Um, but yeah, it was like, it was like, oh, 54, 1954. How about that? I bet that's new information to 99% of you. It stars John Ireland and Dorothy Malone, and it follows a truck driver who's framed for a murder and breaks out of jail, takes a young woman hostage, and enters her sports car in cross border in a cross-border race, hoping to get to Mexico before the police catch him. That is radically different from the version that most people are probably familiar with. I do love the idea of some guy somewhere who lo- loves this original version and who's like, God damn it, back in my day. <laughs> He's just so mad about like what, <laughs> what it's become now. Um, that's hilarious to me. Anyway, um, this is a franchise that is very near and dear to my heart. Uh, my parents are huge fans and have been my entire life. I remember that this is one of the like couple handful of things that I wanted to watch so bad when I was younger and just wasn't allowed to for what felt like forever. It, realistically, it probably wasn't actually that long. But to me, when I was a kid, it felt like decades, you know? Just like, when am I going to get to see these movies? Because it was a big deal when everything was coming out. I remember my parents and their friends talking about the post credit scene and um, where uh, the the customs agent from 2 comes back and hands Hobbs the file and all that stuff. Um, Eva Mendez's character. I remember like kind of the hype around that. The fact that Jason Statham was going to be the villain and and one of them. I remember that being a big deal. Um, that you know, just I knew that this was a big deal to my parents and their friends and the movies. We we had most of them in our house, which I don't know what happened to them but when we went to rewatch them before going to see nine. Um, we don't have most of them anymore. I don't know why. But we ended up just buying all of them, like a big box set, because it seemed ridiculous that we didn't have them already. But it was very strange. I don't know what happened. We used to have them all, and then we we just don't anymore. But or we didn't anymore. But I just remember staring at them, and and you know, knowing that they had like been watching them and stuff, and just being like, "Oh, when am I gonna get to see these movies?" And I still very vividly remember the day where they were like, "All right, I think you're old enough; you can watch them." I freaked out and ran around the house. I was so excited, and we watched all of them to that point, which I think was up to seven. I don't remember. I think six was the most recent one that was out, and. And then seven was like coming out or something like that, um, because I definitely saw seven in the theater and I didn't see six. So I think that's it's about you know somewhere at some point in between the release of those two movies. And it was very exciting. I immediately fell in love with them. Uh, at that point, I wasn't as critical or like 
uh, you know, ridiculously overanalyzing of movies as I am now. So uh, some of the stuff that I, I feel now, um, I didn't feel then. But overall, I feel like my thoughts and opinions have cha- haven't really changed. I mean, as a whole, I really love these movies. I, I feel that there's there's definitely some ebbs and flows in terms of quality, but I do love all of them for different reasons. Well, actually, that's that's kind of a strong word. I, I have like a kind of a nostalgic love for them to actually sit down and watch all of them. Uh, that's always, not always like depending on the film. That's not always the most fun. In particular, four that is one of the only ones that I legitimately just don't really like and never have. Uh, when I was I was taking notes about them, and, and about the same time that my mom said uh, <laughs> said this, I had literally just written it down. But it's basically just like, it's not as fun as the first three. It's kind of boring. And the villain, villain isn't particularly memorable or frightening. Uh, and then right after I wrote that, I wrote, this is easily my least favorite of all the films. And then my mom was like, this one is just my least favorite or something like that. And I was like, hey, I just wrote that. But uh, I mean, that's that's kind of how I feel overall. If I had to sum that one up, uh, I just don't think it's very interesting. I think it has a pretty bad title, too, because it's basically the same as the first one. But like you take out the two thes, and I just think like. That's kind of lazy. Um, it starts to sort of move the franchise in the direction that it would start to really go in with um, with five. But I think it's just kind of like the, the walking before Fast Five could run. I think it's just kind of a less polished version of that. And it definitely shows how it could use some workshopping. And, and it obviously is greatly more successful once you hit five and six and seven and uh, onto the more current ones. But that one's the only one that I would say I really don't like. I just felt so bored while I was watching it and I just wasn't having as good of a time as I was with the others. Most people really complain about two. I would say that if, if I had to say which one is singled out by um, fans and non-fans alike as the worst of them, I usually feel that Too Fast, Too Furious is the one that people tend to zero in on, but I actually think that that one's one of the most fun ones in the entire series. I really like the introduction of um, of Ludacris and um, blanking on his name. Uh, I know that I can't remember the actor, but the character is Roman. So you get Tej and Roman, and that's the first ones that they're in. Um, focusing more on Brian is kind of weird, but I also see how, like, at the time, that made it maybe didn't seem so so strange to me when I watch um, them now. It's, like, weird because now I know that, you know, it's Vin Diesel and Paul Walker were, like, the heart of the franchise for a long time. But... Back then, I could see how it's like, okay, well, we're maybe making a, a series of movies about this this character and his like different car adventures, and so th- now we explore a different you know criminal that he's aligned himself with, and there's a different mission, and we would just maybe keep following him instead of like the whole family aspect that becomes so emphasized later on. So I thought that was kind of interesting to think about how like back then it probably didn't seem like such a huge departure. It just seemed like on to the next adventure and it doesn't necessarily need to include the characters that were in it before. But now it it, it seems more weird in retrospect. 
but I actually kind of think that's okay. I think it's kind of fun to to take a break from that and and meet some new characters and some that continued on to other movies. I think that that one's a lot of fun and just like the chemistry between everybody. Uh, it's just uh, like a really fun movie to watch and it is entertaining from start to finish. So I've never minded that one. I've always actually thought that one's one of my uh, my favorites. And the first one, too, I like that one a lot as well. Uh, it is very of its time. Uh, the music, the cars. Actually, that's something I found uh, very like like strange that I never had picked up on before. But I don't actually really like most of the cars until you get to like four and five. I think that that early 2000s decal craziness everywhere is just not for me the cars look so much cleaner when they just are clean colors and clean lines when they have like those weird like roman like gods or whatever it's on there there's like dudes with wings like i don't even know what it is like i don't understand what it's even supposed to be they look like matchbox cars i've never um never noticed that before but now going back to them i just like don't really like the cars for the the vast majority of them for um for like the first three ish i think they're like the actual models are cool i just don't like the way they are presented in the movie like they they just they just look weird and and like a kid's toy but i i really liked going back to a time when the stunts were done practically and when they were so much lower stakes that was one of my favorite things about the the movies and not only was the the chemistry really great right from the the jump and you can tell that Vin Diesel and Paul Walker were were like really good friends and that they they played off each other well they really captured lightning in a bottle with that whole thing um and I appreciated seeing that when it was just first getting started but I also really appreciated the stunt work that was one of the biggest things that stood out to me was the fact that back then the big stunt was like driving under a truck or like driving next to a truck and trying to jump from a car to a truck. But the gap is like only a foot, maybe two feet rather than like in six where he jumps like over, you know, an entire highway and like a, a gap and then onto another highway and catches Letty and then hits the car and doesn't die. Um, it's just like so much lower stakes but it it feels like more real and more gripping in particular because all that stuff is being done for real you know it's a time when cg didn't take over to the degree that it has now and so they're actually flipping these cars they're actually doing the stunt driving they're actually having a stuntman jump from car to car and i was just like that's really impressive and that is uh cool and creative in a way that the newer ones are as well but just in in such a more digital fashion you know this is it's so cool to see it all represented in a more like tactile and um, practical way. So I thought that was something that was fun to watch about the first ones too. Uh, three, I've also always liked. I know a lot of people don't like that one either, but I've always thought one thought that, that one's pretty fun. It's a really odd duck of a movie. Like it's just so weird to me. I honestly don't understand where the idea even came from. I, I think that this is proven wrong, but to me, when I watch it, um, it seems like someone wrote a script that they liked, but knew that they weren't going to get uh, a lot of people to, you know, to to go see if it came out because it was just like a weird racing movie. And so they slapped the name Fast and Furious on it and just kind of been like, ah, 
then Vin Diesel shows up at the end. And yeah, it's technically Fast and the Furious. And they just did that because they thought that it would sell better. Um, I don't think that's true. Uh, I'm pretty sure that that's like confirmed to not be true. But when I watched it, that's what, kind of what I felt like because it's just so out there. It's not even related like in the least bit until the very last scene. And I just thought that it was kind of crazy. But it is um, it is a fun movie overall. I think if you can get over the the main character who I think is is just not that interesting. Um, I think he's kind of a charisma vacuum and he is very odd. Like it's just, it's just so weird to see him playing a high school student, even though he's very clearly older. Uh, he was only 24, but he looks like he's 30 and he dresses like a dad. And that is very distracting to me, but it, the other characters surrounding him, thankfully, are much more entertaining. The villains are total douches, but they're very, very fun to watch. Um, his best friend, Twinkie, is very funny. Uh, and Han, obviously, is the first movie with Han in it. Uh, Han is just, you know, he steals every scene he's in. So it's it's good that the the racing is is very well done and the characters around him are are much better than he is because i i've never been crazy about him as a main character but the movie overall i've always thought is fun uh, i already said about four five is my favorite and has always been my favorite i really really love five it just takes such a shift it's the first one where the rock is introduced and i love the rock in these movies especially in the first ones um he has been toned down a little bit but like he is just the most hilarious and fun to watch screen presence in these movies i mean I just can't even sum up how amazing some of his lines are. Like when he first gets off the plane in five <laughs> and he's just spouting off one liners like they're going out of style and they're ridiculous. Like some of them, they don't even like make sense. Um, I wish I could think of a specific example, but there's so many. It's, it's hard to keep track, but I just, I love watching those scenes every single time. They're so funny and he is so good in these movies. Uh, his fight with Vin Diesel in five is so cool. The ending plan with five is so cool. I love that they spend the entire movie making an intricate plan and working out all the details. And then at the end, they just decide to break in, drag the safe out with chargers and then just whip it around the city. It's just, it's so fun. It's such a good movie. I've always, always loved five a lot. And I think six is pretty, pretty close to that too. Um, it's not as good in my opinion. I think that there's certain things where it just starts to to starts to show that they're stretching the reality a little bit far. Um, and it's kind of the first inkling of that. A lot of people have pointed out, of course, like the thousand mile long runway at the end. That's uh that's a big one. Um, the jumping the highway thing, that one I said before, and and so there's a little bit of that that kind of takes me out. But overall, when it comes to like the idea of good guy gone bad and um and the villain is really entertaining and, and all that stuff the like kind of the twist with that one agent all that stuff is really cool and um i think overall it's a pretty enjoyable movie and seven same way obviously that the death of paul walker and everything that one kind of has a bittersweet quality to it now but i think the send-off to him is very beautiful and they do a good job of it and it you definitely feel something i mean you've been on a journey with these characters and to see one of them take a different road it's you know it's it's um 
it's a little bit heavy in, in sort of a weird way, but I think they do a really good job of it. The action's kind of creative in that one as well. James Wan is, he's got a very distinct style of directing action, and you can see it. It's pretty evident in that movie. Um, and that one also has that the Lambo jumping between buildings, which is like really cool, but also just one of the stupidest things that happens in these movies. Um, Eight, I enjoy to a point. Uh, I'm not crazy about it. I think it's that's one of the ones where it really starts to get like, okay, this is a cartoon at this point. I mean, it's like Vin Diesel is basically invincible and there is like no stakes. Like it's just such such a low percentage of worry when the characters are in any sort of bad situation because it's just like, well, I mean, they're fine. Obviously, they can survive a fiery inferno and, uh, you know, count, uh, no countless car crashes and, and nothing's going to stop them. And then it's like, hey, even if they are dead, well, you can just come back in another movie. Um, so there's there's that element to it. But I think it is still a fun time overall. And there's definitely a lot of moments uh, like throughout the film that are really entertaining to watch. Ideas that are really cool. The whole car zombie thing. I think that is such a cool idea. And I like how they do that. Uh, the fact that Dom went bad. That's a little bit far-fetched for me. I don't know if that character would do that. But still playing that out to its its sort of conclusion i think is kind of fun and seeing him in his like badass armor and stuff that, that all that's kind of cool so i think that the movie overall is is still pretty fun even though it's it's probably on the lower end of my ranking um hobbs and shaw i've already reviewed on the show but i think that one's a pretty fun buddy comedy even though it is easily 45 minutes longer than it has to be everything once they get to samoa is very weird and does not feel like the same movie and definitely doesn't feel like it needs to be there but regardless i think that it's that's also still a very fun movie you can tell i'm really willing to forgive a lot in these movies i've been saying like "Eh, well there's a big major facet of the film that i don't particularly like but hey it's still a fun movie and i i do strongly feel that way i think that these are fun movies um, and they sh- they shouldn't be taken seriously because they're not meant to be. They're all designed to be fun times with um, cool cars and badass lines. And I think they do a really great job of succeeding in this little niche that they've created there for themselves. And there's 100% room for movies like this. I watch a lot of movies that are caviar. And you know the saying, well, one can't live on caviar alone. So I appreciate that I have this kind of fun, dumb franchise to continually go back to year after year to provide something, you know, just fun and carefree in between watching like, I don't know, LA Confidential and Heat, you know, just some of the some of the better movies made in recent years, recent decades. Uh, You can just kind of go to this stuff and just be like, ah, I don't have to. Oh, I don't have to super analyze it. There's no symbolism. There's no nuance. This is exactly what it's presenting, and it's just fun to watch. So I appreciate these movies for that. I'm excited to see the ninth one. I'll have an episode about that very soon. And um, thanks for sticking in for this. But before I get out of here, I want to say that I'm grateful for a fun uh, morning and lunch with my mom today. We we just we just ran around. Uh, we did like. Did some errands and we got lunch um, and it was very nice. I, uh, I had fun and lunch was was delicious. We got some Vietnamese and I love, love Vietnamese f- food, um, particularly pho, which is just a delicious soup. So grab that and it was it was tasty and it was a it was a fun day. So I'm, I'm grateful that I had that opportunity. 
All right, you know the drill. Rate, review, subscribe, and get your podcast. Five stars that is super helpful. After that, you can tell a friend about the show if you think they would enjoy it. Word of mouth is one of the best ways to spread the word about the podcast. So thank you, you've done all that, and thank you in advance if you're going to. But in the meantime, thank you as always for listening. That's the most important thing that you do for me. And uh, yeah, until next time, ride or die. Peace.